you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats. Can't, you can't keep saying, what if you got to take a risk? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Path Podcast. We're so glad you guys could tune in and hear us with our episode today. I'm Tony. I'm Drew. I'm Dean. All right, guys. Look, you, bet, you guys have gotten off scot free for too long. We actually have homework for you guys now. Um, I know this is a podcast. What could be the homework? We actually released a Google survey. Um, it's going to be in our link tree, in our bio. If you don't have if you don't have Instagram or anything, just shoot me a message. I can always get that to you as well. Um, it's just going to basically go over what we could do better, what we're doing good, what you guys want to hear, all that good stuff. It's going to help us get more in tune um, with you guys and what you guys want to hear and tailor this broadcast to you because it's not about us. It's about the listeners. So if you guys would do us a huge favor, go fill that out um, and tell us what you like hearing. Tell us what you don't like hearing. It would really, really help this um, podcast out a lot. But that out of the way, today's about confidence. You know, we've been talking a lot about relationship. We've been talking a lot about love um, this month. It's February. Obviously, it's the season of love. But, you know, we haven't really touched too far on confidence, actually. So we figured today we're going to tell some stories. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of our lifetime when we really had to grow up here and, and do whatever we had to. And who better to start off with than Tony D? So one of the biggest tests of confidence for me has always been public speaking. Really? Now, I, I say that because I had to give what seemed like an endless amount of presentations throughout high school. Yeah. I was in two academies and they both preached on your presentation skills. Mm-hmm. And if there's anywhere you can find your confidence, I believe it's in public speaking, giving a presentation. Because mm-hmm. you got to get up there a lot of times by yourself and you got to talk about whatever the topic is. You have to know that information. Yeah. And as you progress with it, because obviously, as all things, you start off small. We've always said it on here and it's true. You start off small. And I did. It was shorter presentations, less information. But then by the time it came to the end of high school, it was longer presentations, just you, no one else, and there weren't such a thing as note cards, Yeah, which I know sounds like, well, hell for a lot of people that yeah. you have to memorize all that. But when you do, and you do memorize all that, and you go up there and you, well, you regurgitate it all because that's what you do, <laughs> but you do so in a way that people remember it and people like it, it builds your confidence. Yeah, And every time mm-hmm. you do it, you get better at it. So I started out with the presentations in probably freshman year or sophomore year. And like I said, it was just small things. Mm-hmm. But along the way, I realized that I could really do a good job with this. Yeah. And it was to me something I really wanted to work on all the time. And originally, it was a little uneasy to go up there. It's, it's not easy. Even for people who are natural at it, still, they still think about it. They still worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And to go up in front of, well, not 200 people, but 30 to 40 people and talk. I mean, it can be nerve wracking, especially when it's just you. So that's why back in the day, it was a couple people in the groups. But then, like I said, you had to actually do it by yourself. Eventually had to grow out of your shell. Right. And there was this one presentation that I had to give for, I believe it was internship class, something like that. Yeah, probably internship. About my internship maybe i don't remember what the exact topic was or maybe it was about a job that i wanted i believe it was about a job i wanted and this was the first one that i had to give basically soul it was just me up there yeah all the other ones before that were 
group related. And I thought, I don't really necessarily want to do this. Yeah. This is not something that I want to do. But you know what? There's no getting out of it. I know that. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm going to make sure it's a good presentation. And I did. <laughs> I rehearsed that thing as much as I could, as often as I could. till I knew it backwards and forwards, and I was basically disgusted with the script. <laughs> but I knew it. And when I got up there, I, was on, I think that was probably the best role. And when I say role, like I, just, I just knew it. I just knew where I was going. The information just kept flowing. Mm-hmm. And I felt good up there Yeah, because I was prepared for it. Yeah, And that, when I finished that presentation and I saw people's faces, that had to be one of the biggest boasts of confidence yeah. I ever had. Mm-hmm. I felt great. And knowing that, it's always made me want to go for even more. So I've always been trying to work off of that presentation. Yeah, you get like a make, confidence high. <laughs> right. And I always want to have that same thing. And to get it and to keep getting it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've always been trying to better myself at it. But I really think that that's one of the biggest confidence builders that I ever faced. Yeah. Having to give those presentations. And that, excuse me, that was not the, the last one I had to give, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a junior year thing. So all through senior yeah. year and even some in college. Yeah, I mean, Drew and I were no strangers to presentations in high school. We were actually part of this thing called the Leadership Academy, which at our high school is one of many. Um, Academies were pretty much like your major in high school. So I think it was freshman year. You would decide, okay, do I want to go into the hospitality and tourism one, the finance one, the trades one. I mean, you, you didn't have to be in an academy, but a lot of kids chose to apply to them. And Drew and I were in leadership, so I would say at least we would average like once a quarter we would present on something. It was dumb stuff. It was, you know, personal stuff. It was it was all about me. Yeah, it was literally anything you could think of. But I think one of the biggest things that I realized during that time, not even just with presentations, but with just with confidence in general, and I feel like I've mentioned this in past episodes, but just to tailor it to presentations would be nobody has it figured out. Like everybody ever all the twenty three people you're fig, um you're pre- presenting in front of right now, they are just as scared to be up there as you are. And they're probably, all they're thinking about right now is, I'm glad I'm not up there right now. So as, as nerve-wracking as it can seem, it really, like, everybody's just as scared as you are. So, like, who cares? In essence, who cares? Like, just go up there and say some stuff. Because, I mean, you joke around with, like, your six friends in a group, and that's no problem. But you get up in front of some strangers, and suddenly it's, like, nerve-wracking. But honestly, your friends are probably going to judge you more than the strangers. Because the strangers are going to be more likely to just think like, oh, you know, I'm glad that's not me. I don't right. know. Maybe that's right. just me. Maybe that's just kind of a hot take. But I feel like once you kind of realize that nobody's got it figured out and everybody's nervous and everybody's scared, it makes it makes confidence easier, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. And I mean, even to kind of get off the topic of school, uh, Dean and I went to like a real estate banquet convention something or other uh, yesterday it was like it, we had like an awards ceremony and then there was like an after party like a cocktail reception so dean and i went there and we were amongst 100 200 agents that we have never met and our job was basically to go there and introduce ourselves so yeah our brother right, john's like all right guys you're coming to this party to network he's like you're doing it yeah you're not so, standing around Dean and I had just put everything aside. We're like, well, what if they think, like, do we just tap on their shoulder? And then eventually we're just like, screw it. We're going to go do it. And yeah. that's what we did. We, we just go on tap on people's shoulders like, hey, I'm Drew. I'm Dean. What's up? And, I mean, that sounds easy through 
uh, audio. Like you'd be like, oh, well, I can do that. But I mean, we didn't know any of these people. And I was, oh, yeah. some of the people I like, I met in August and I haven't seen since. So I'd like go up to them like, Hey, do you remember me? But like, it was a big confidence booster from that. Like I felt like I could do anything <laughs> just going up and talking yeah. to random people like that. It's easier. At, I feel like it's easier at a banquet of real estate people because you're literally surrounded by type A extroverted people. Yeah. That's why they're in that field. So you tap on their shoulder, they'll talk your ear off about you know their daughter's birthday party yesterday. Right. But I mean, it's a good practice. It's a good practice. It doesn't matter who you practice on. Eventually, you're gonna take that practice anywhere. And you know maybe you're gonna tap on someone's shoulder one day to talk to them or ask them a question or say, hey man, I like your shoes. Right. And the response is gonna be weird. Like I remember, um, my friend Connor and I we went to. Uh, value. We went to value to pick up some pie irons, which are like the things you cook sandwiches with over the fire, mm-hmm. you know, like the metal mm-hmm. things. So we went to go pick up the thing. Um, and the cashier, he was taking care of us. His name was Tyler. I, th- I think it was Tyler. It doesn't matter what it was. And I was like, Hey Tyler, how are you? You know, I use his name cause I come from retail. I know when you, when you use somebody's name in retail, it, it definitely makes an impact and they're going to go above and beyond for you. For anybody who doesn't work in retail, use people's names. That aside, I said, Hey, t- uh, hi Tyler. How are you? And he just looked at me and just said, yeah. He's like, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was the weirdest, like... <laughs> no way. He's, he just looked just at me looked me in the eyes, and he's just like, yeah. That's got to be one of the funniest responses I've ever heard to, hey, how are you? <laughs> and I looked, I looked yeah. at um, Connor, who we referred to as Buzz. I looked at Buzz. He looked at me, and with the, the urge to not laugh in that moment was incredible. But the point of that story is that you're not always going to be met with extroverted type A energy. You're going to get weird responses or rude people, but that's just part of the process. And, you know, that's just somebody you shouldn't associate yeah. with. Don't let it break down your confidence when you ha- yeah. are met with those responses. Because I've tried to talk to people. Uh, it doesn't matter who. It could be anybody. Just somebody you see on the street. And then they give you a weird response. Yeah. And if you get them over and over again, you get this feeling like, oh, man, I, I shouldn't say anything to anybody. I shouldn't talk to them because they're just getting, like, bland responses. Yeah. But don't let it discourage you because people are just they, – they themselves don't have the confidence to respond to you. Yes. They're exactly shut in themselves. They're maybe they're introverted. It could be anything. It literally so, could be anything. Just because they don't give you the response that you're looking for doesn't mean that you should think that, oh, I shouldn't say hi to this person because then I'm gonna get that same response I got that time. It's a one time thing. Even if it happens again, it's just with that person. Just move on. There are yeah. people out there who when you say, Hey, how are you? They say, Great, how are you? And then you start a conversation. It could be about anything. And the more you go up to people, the more you do it, the more fluent you are with it. Yes. And I know a lot of times you just got this thought in your head. Um, what if, what if they say no? What if they say, uh, something off the cuff? Like, yeah, like what you're saying. What if <laughs> like they Tyler. say something that's just, just what like, if, what if, what if, yeah. yeah, you get all these thoughts and they start eating at you. They're like negative thoughts. Like, Oh, and then you start They're thinking about beliefs, right. Then you start yeah. thinking about like, Oh, it's negative. All these negative thoughts. I'm, and you're putting together the worst possible situation in your head. Basically, yes. the world crumbles when you say, uh, hi, how are you to somebody? Yeah, it's like, it's the same thing with the presentation, too. It's like, oh, what if, what if I have a voice crack? What if I don't remember what I'm talking about? What if the slides didn't finish? It's like, just get up there and do it. You know, the only question you should ask yourself is what if, what happens if I don't do this? Like, what do I gain if I just don't do this? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. You don't get anything. Exactly. Even if that voice crack were to happen, just talk right over it. 
It doesn't matter. A lot of times, if you're in that situation, you have like a voice crack during a presentation and you try to pretend like nothing happened, it makes it weirder. Just if joke anything, around. Just make a joke about it. Yeah, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just make, it, make a joke about it because then it, it clears the room because people feel like they can laugh now. If, if you try and pretend like nothing ever happened, you're going to see people covering their mouth and putting their head down and trying not to laugh. But if you, I, yeah. if you can make fun of yourself, and I think that's another big thing, being able to make fun of yourself – then you're you're golden because people are like, okay, this guy can this guy can take a joke. Can take a joke. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you make fun of yourself, not only does it save you from other people making fun of you. Yeah. A lot of times. Not all the time, obviously. Right. But right. it does clear the air. I will say intensely off topic, but you said making fun of you and it's a safeguard against making fun of you. I would say the biggest safeguard growing up from being bullied would be the fact that nobody knows whether I'm Dean or Drew. So you have a 50-50 shot of saying something mean to me and then calling me by the wrong name, and that instantly shuts down the interaction. It was such a – I mean, even that, it's stupid as it sounds, it was a bit of a confidence booster. Yeah. Like, I remember I was I was talking to my buddy. It was junior year, and I was talking to my buddy in our leadership class, ironically, and the teacher calls on me. She goes, Dean, what are we talking about? And I'm like, funny thing is, I'm Drew. <laughs> Her face got really red, and that was the end yeah. of it. For, for listeners who might not be aware, Drew and I are identical twins. Yeah. So growing up, we always had a lot of fun with that. But back to the subject of um, confidence, yeah, I mean, if you can laugh at yourself, it just shows that you're confident. And it's not like you're making an effort to point out your flaws, and you're making an effort to point no. out what's wrong. Or like, you know, say, say in a presentation, something's wrong. You know, like, I don't know, you spelled the word wrong. You don't sit there and make an effort to point it out. But if, if it does... Um, get brought to attention, you make a joke out of it, you know? Yeah, like that's the way it ought to be spelled. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that way confidently for a long time that yeah. we should change yeah, the way exactly. that the is spelled to uh, T-H-A. <laughs> yeah. I'm confident in what I've said. But there's a difference between laughing at yourself and then making people laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because like, one shows confidence, one shows insecurity. So you have to know that fine line. Yeah, just a genuine True. sense of humor. Right. Just have fun with it. I think yes. that's the most important thing. Just have, fun, have with fun, life. fun with it. I've been saying this a lot lately. Life is short, okay? Life's really short. Yeah. If you live a life of in, if you live an insecure life, you're scared to talk to people, you're terrified of making new relationships with people, you're gonna live a really short, boring, sad life. You gotta take risks, smart risks. Like I, I heard from a podcast a while ago, if you wanna take the island, you gotta burn the boats. Can't you can't keep saying what if you got to take a risk? Yeah, you can't like sometimes you got to burn that that plan B. There should never be a plan B. There should be always a plan A. But you shouldn't always oh what if this? What if that? What if this? Because truth be told, I mean, all those what ifs you're wondering about, half those might not even happen. You might have a new half of what ifs that happen. Like all these things that you didn't even see coming are going to happen. Yeah, you got to. And you're too stuck up on if you should use a, a red pen or a blue pen. So the one thing that I've thought about with the plan B is that you only end up resorting to plan B when you make one. Now, what I'm saying is- You're planning to fail. Right. If you have plan A and you just run with plan A, you're confident that it's going to work. Nothing is going to screw it up. You keep telling yourself that. You know it. You believe it. Guess Mm -hmm. what? Plan A works. Yeah. It just does. I've noticed that so many times in my life, and that, that really is a confidence- booster in it of self is yeah. having your plan come together, knowing that you were confident in it succeeding yep. and then watching mm-hmm. it succeed. Mm-hmm. But if you say, well, if this doesn't work, I could always do X, Y, Z. Well, then you're already setting yourself up yeah, for you're, failure. Yeah, you're planning to fail. Right. Yeah. I yeah, remember confidence killer. I remember um, this must have been, I think it was early 2021. I was out to dinner with my girlfriend 
and we went to uh, her favorite Mexican place, and she knows the waitress or wait waitress waiter very well there. I've gotten to know him pretty well myself because we we went there so often, and he's asking me what I was planning on doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get into real estate. And this is when I, I was in school for real estate. So I wasn't actually practicing yet. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to real estate school. I'm going to get my license. I'm going to start practicing real estate. I want to become, you know, a commercial investor and all that. And he's like, well, that's cool. But what's your plan B? I'm like, sir, there is no plan B. <laughs> it's just plan A. He's like, you have no plan B. I'm like, nope. no, I'm like, I know one thing and it's not, I'm not staying at Wegmans. <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I can tell you. But I'm like, sir, I'm going to make this work one way or another. Yeah, There's it, no plan B. It's always the what ifs that kill. It's the what ifs that kill um, any humiliation. Um, you That's what you grow from is humiliation. And the what ifs will keep you in your comfort zone. Um, Drew, you remember this story. This was back sophomore year, I think. Sophomore year of high school. Um, it was sophomore year, well, the summer before. And we were hanging out at my buddy's house. And we're like, all right, guys, look. Enough playing around. This year we're asking someone to homecoming. We're doing it. We're I remember at, this. We're asking someone to homecoming. I remember this. We're done playing around, and everyone's got to do it. We all looked at each other. Yeah. Like, we just nodded to each other. We're like, yeah, we and are. The thought of that, I remember that exact night. This was long before I was a Taken man, but I thought I thought about that. I'm like, I have never done something like that before. That is yeah. such a tall order, and Dean and I did it. So this was, yeah, this was the first time I'd ever approached anybody or like this was a true test of confidence because yeah. up to this point um i'd never attempted anything close to this sauce and there i was like yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and then the day finally we're like crap we gotta do that now yeah. <laughs> so sophomore year comes around and i'm sitting there i mean i'm in geometry it's ninth period so the period end of the day baby yeah end of the day oh dude and it's what the nerves it's almost showtime and i'm oh. sitting there and i'm like i'm still like what if what if what if what if what if and i'm like and then i kind of sat there and i looked at my um notes and i'm like what if i just sent it like what if, what if i just go for it and that's what i did i and, um the plan went as as um as i planned it when it, we went as quote unquote friends, which means <laughs> I'm not going to look at you. You're not going to look at me. We're going to just pretend like this never happened. Right. <laughs> so I didn't want to say no to your face, but right. But she's not confident. The moral <laughs> <laughs> shout out you, you know who you are. You know who you are. Um, the moral of the story would be, even though I didn't get a date to homecoming, I still not only tested my confidence, but I gained a little bit from it. Um, it, it's been a while. So Honestly, anything I gained from it kind of has been lost in time. But in that moment, it was like, well, this kind of sucks, but I did that. I can say I did that. And it was like I said, it was it was the first time I'd ever attempted something like that. So dub, I would I I classify that as a win. I would classify it as a personal win, yeah. Yeah, personal win because honestly, just doing it was just doing it was fulfilling enough. As stupid as that sounds, it's just doing it was fulfilling enough. You rip the band-aid off. Yeah. The worst the first time's always the worst time. You do it more and it just kind of becomes a thing, you know? I would say that's I would say asking someone to homecoming though is a lot harder than asking somebody out on a date. Right? You think so? I would I would argue because Well, I think there's a lot more built up around homecoming. And you gotta see them every day. Yeah, like you're in school. Um Right. Asking someone out in school. Oh, asking someone out that you sit next to in school too. That's a bad idea. We didn't sit next to each other, thankfully. But But that that Um, could lead to a bad bad situation. I would argue, you know, you know, you're at the beach or something, ask this girl if she wants to go get some dinner or something. Like, I don't know how it would work. You know, I'm just giving a really vague situation. But I would argue that's a whole lot easier than asking someone at homecoming. So if I can do that, I can do the other thing. It depends. Uh, I think there's one thing that homecoming does have over you. You might already know this person. You yeah. might already be really close to them. 
so it might be easier in that regard. So actually, funny enough, we we were not close. I didn't say that. Yeah, you like were, we, we weren't I'm... actually close at all. So this was this was a real shot in the dark. Like this was like try my luck, spin the wheel, see what happens. <laughs> I mean. You did try your luck. I did. I don't know how lucky you were, but... <laughs> Not too lucky, but hey, I got lucky. a pat on the back after that, so... Well, then, all's well that ends well. I'll right. take it, yeah. But I guess in the grand scheme of things, um, we've talked a lot about past experiences and, and kind of how we've built our confidence up in the past, but how does this play into the future? How does this like, play into our path? Um, Tony, let's get, let's get your hot take here. Well, I think that for the confidence, like talking to people like you guys were saying, yeah. the more you guys go... Um, I'll get into me in one second, but I just wanted to address this real quick. The more you guys go up to people in real estate, that's going to make you better real estate agents yes. because you need to do that. Now, for me, I feel that the presentations were a big confidence booster, and I like to carry what I learned over with those into the next phase of my life. Now, I don't present as much as I used to in high school as I do in college, but I kind of wish there were a little bit more to it yeah. because I always felt that that made me more confident. And it didn't just give me a boost for that day, but probably for like the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. when I'd go up there and I'd nail it and I'd feel really good about it. I'd go up to more people, I'd talk to them, and that would be great for networking the yeah. more you mm-hmm. could do it. So I do know what I learned. I might not do it as much as I used to, but I still have that idea mm-hmm. and I still remember those skills. And I like to put them into place for talking to more people because the more people you talk to, the more you learn, the more connections you make, the more chances we have to grow things like this yeah. podcast. You never know who you're talking to. And exactly. I always like to find people that are entrepreneurial. And you're never going to find them unless you start walking up to people and asking them. If you're an entrepreneur out there and you're looking for a partner, yeah, you're probably going to find it in an unlikely place. And the only way that you're going to find it is to go out and make a connection. Takes one to find one. Exactly. Yeah. I found Tony in the back of Wegmans, and now we're recording a podcast. So <laughs> that may sound weird, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I was stocking yogurt. He peeked his head through the yogurt and said hi, and the rest is history. Pretty much. <laughs> I would argue for my path, and probably Drew's path too. I can't imagine it's much different. Um, real estate, the big R. Um, anything big I've R. ever done in my entire life for confidence has amounted to this. Like what Drew said yesterday, when we were going and networking around that room of real estate agents. Yeah. Like anything I've done in my entire life to build confidence amounted to that, amounted to going up, introducing myself. I mean, Drew knows more people than I even do. I, I started um, a little bit after Drew, so I didn't have a chance to get to know as many people. I actually thought it was funny how many people I knew at that party yesterday. I'm like, I actually did meet a lot of people. Yeah. Holy crap. And it was, it was easy to piggyback off of Drew, but eventually I also have to you know put coherent sentences together yeah. and introduce myself and stuff. So right. I can only piggyback for so long. Um, but real estate is a giant game of networking and getting to know people. I'm going to get to know a lot of people in this space and it's going to take confidence to actually build that network and build that business. So anything I've ever done to build confidence and all the stories I've told have amounted to this. Yeah. Like yesterday, Dean and I had to somehow work up the, uh, the courage to go and say hi to the regional manager of Howard Hanna, a big figure in the, uh, in the company, in the region. So just to do that alone, like you're just looking at this guy, like that guy is big, big figure in this area. In this big week, yes, and we have to talk to him. What I was gonna say is that when going back to the entrepreneur thing, a lot of entrepreneurs you're gonna have clients you have to talk to. Mm-hmm. Now you might have to make a phone call. That might be a tough phone call to ask someone for something you really need. Yeah. And you really have to put yourself out there or you need to tell someone this is what you have to do because you're going to be the boss. And you can't things. compromise. Right. 
And if you don't have confidence, if you're not set in what you say that what I'm doing is right, I believe in what I'm doing is right. Yeah. You're yeah. going to crash and burn. You got to bet on yourself. If you're going to be the boss, you have to be confident. Yeah. So however you find it out there, speaking to all entrepreneurs, however you find it, you're going to need it. Yeah. And I can say, I mean, just confidence alone for, again, real estate. Um, I had my first buyer's consult like two or three weeks ago. So I basically met with my first clients and explained to them why they should work with me and then present them with the paperwork necessary to make that happen. That sounds like no big deal, <laughs> but like when you're three, three months on the job and you have to explain to these strangers why you're good at your job, even if you don't believe it, take some stones and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage. You got to bet on yourself. You got to, you got to just be confident in yourself and you got to be confident in what you know. And that buyer consult went very well because I just told myself throughout the day, like, look, this is your first one, but the first one's always the worst one. And once you get it out of the way, you're green. Needless to say, I have clients now and I've been showing them houses and putting offers on houses. So I'm on my way, but without the confidence there, I wouldn't have those buyers. Right. They would have found someone else. Yeah. And after a while, it's just like old news to you. Yeah. First yeah. day is always the hardest. Right. First it's whatever like first is, is always the hardest. No, I mean, even just from that first console, I learned what I did wrong, what I did right, what to do again, like all that stuff. So the next one's going to be twice as good as the first one. And it's right. just going to snowball. And then eventually it'll just be like Tony just said, it'll just be like another day on the job. It'll be like, well, yeah, this is me. This is what I do. Here's the paperwork. Press, sign here, press hard. But I do want to say, don't always get caught up in trying to one-up yourself all the time. Yeah. Don't always compete with yourself to a negative point. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important thing is when you're trying to better yourself, when you're just saying like, I need more confidence, I need more confidence, I need to keep being better on my, when I'm talking to my clients, when I'm giving this presentation, don't get too caught up in always being better per se. Yeah. Just do if, a good job. If it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I think that's a beautiful place to wrap this one up. You guys hear this all the time. You've heard it seven times now, but we really do appreciate you. We, we will always appreciate you with a hundred followers, with a million followers. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making it this far. If you've made it this far and you enjoy what you're hearing, um, we mentioned it in the beginning, but we do have that survey out. If you need the survey, don't, um, don't be hesitating to contact us um, through Instagram, whatever it is. Um, that survey aside, um, the five-star review always helps us out too. Helps promote this podcast, helps us do better work, helps Apple recognize who we are. It, you're doing the it Lord's work. It boosts our confidence. It boosts our confidence. It really does. Um, so thank you for everything you guys do for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. And just a quick shout out to those of you who have filled out the survey so far. We've seen what you've said. We're really thankful that you did. And we will be taking your comments into consideration. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you.